Here comes episode number 263 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome everybody to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, your host, and today I've got something unique for you. Something that I have not done this entire year. This entire year, it's been a private conversation between you and I. And most recently, I just had my world rocked. I started chatting it up with this person all about sales. And instantly I knew, and I told him, you need to be in front of my jumpers. And so guys, today I am giving you what I hope that you consider a gift because that's what I consider it. And we're going to actually talk about how not to feel so icky and gross when it comes to sales. I've heard you guys. I know that you say like, oh my gosh, every time that phone rings, I just cringe or, oh my gosh, all they want to do is talk about price. Or you've even said things like, I'll just email them back. I don't like to talk on the phone. And you don't even talk on the phone. Now, guys, I get it. But one thing you got to understand is that as a business owner, whether you like it or not, you are selling. And whether you take actual control over it or you don't, all depends on how things go. So I want to introduce you to this person. His name is Aaron Miller. And for over 20 years, he's been a sales training and management salesperson. He's also received top class training in psychology, which is the most interesting part of this, honestly. And you're going to love this episode for that. Sales, operation strategy, relationship cultivation. He also has a lot of experience when it comes to sales management, operational management. And it, although it started in the auto sales and finance, it's actually grown to a lot of other different markets. Now, I've also kind of primed him up and told him a lot about our industry. So he has a little bit of background and we are going to have an awesome discussion today. Today, we are going to try to point this discussion at how to actually like sales and how to meet people where they're at. But I'm going to get a little disclaimer here because I'm warning you right now, Buckle up because Aaron and I are probably going to get really excited and we're going to try to stay on script, but I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. So without <laughs> further ado, Aaron, thanks for spending your time with us. I really appreciate the invite, Bella. I really do. And I can already tell just from our conversations that we started to have where I think so many people, including myself, when I started back, oh my goodness, I don't know, 17 or 18 years old selling, where I just had this natural trepidation and I was really nervous and I was like, I didn't know how to talk to people. So I'm actually really excited for this because I think once they understand how to approach this in their own business, it's going to go through the roof. And I don't think they'll be able to get enough of it after it's all said and done. Absolutely. Because what happens is a little key just kind of unlocks in your brain and you're like, I can do that. So yeah. one of the biggest things that I think a lot of us have actually heard about is it's called meet people where they're at. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. what, do you want me to go to their home and knock on their door? Like, Aaron, what does that mean? And how can I even walk myself through that? What does that mean? I think number one, especially in customer facing role type sales, meeting people where they're at is where they're at mentally, what it is they're hoping to achieve by speaking with you, why they came to you in the first place. And that's what's really gold about what you do, you guys do is that these people are coming to you. So already they want to talk to you, but it's meeting people exactly where they're at, whether it's just, you know, fact finding initially, whether they're already educated, whether they're ready to make a decision, 
They just need someone to tell them what decision they need to make. Sometimes there's people like that. So you're always going to be meeting people in a different place. Meeting people where they're at is simply meeting them mentally, emotionally, where they're at at that time. So let me give you an example. I get a call from a person who they need a pet sitter and they usually have their sister pet sit, right? But Mm. their mother just died and they need to go fly to Oklahoma and go to her funeral. So you get that call and how do you meet them where they're at? Like, sorry for your loss or is it much deeper than that? I think it's much deeper than that. And I think that they're going to have plenty of condolences to be received by everyone that they know, right? And I think what they're doing is they're coming to you not for consultation. They're, they're coming to you for a solution to a problem that they now have. And so I think that there's a tactical way that you can handle that, still offer your condolences towards the end of the conversation. But what they need right now from you it sounds like they need a solution immediately because they need to go tend to their family. So you have to meet them quickly, efficiently, and take that one less checklist item off their list for them. You're meeting them exactly where they're at, but you're not drowning in sympathy. You're providing empathy and solution for them. I love what you just said because you said find a solution, right? And so we want to be really careful about not giving them more problems. We want to make that right. sign-up process, this is what I'm hearing, very easy for them and not give them more homework. We want them to be able to check it off their to-do list so they can move on to other things like booking their plane ticket or getting their bags packed and not having to worry about is the pets that are going to show up. Is that what I'm hearing from you? That's exactly right. The whole point, especially within your industry, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are the pros at this. This is a luxury and a convenience for people. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they're looking for. So I'm meeting those customers where they're at by providing a, a luxury or a convenient solution and quickly. This is the last thing that they need to be thinking about, even though your pet is probably the one of the most precious members of your family. I think we can all agree. I know I can with my dog. Mm-hmm. And so I need someone trustworthy. I need someone solving that issue, but I don't need it to be a headache. It needs to be quick and efficient, right? And so there's a very easy way to display the empathy, meet them where they're at and solve that problem quickly. One of the best things in sales you can always do, if you can work this into your vocabulary in the way you speak, I say it plainly, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you got a hold of me today right? Because you are. I mean, if you're an empathic person, you are glad that you're going to help them solve their issue because you do feel for them losing their family member. However, you are also happy that they came to you because they're going to be happy. You're going to solve the problem very quickly and easily. So That's you met them where they're brilliant. At. You guys write that down. I'm so glad you got a hold of me today or I got a hold of you. Yeah. So glad I got a hold of you. So glad you called me. I'm happy to speak with you today. This is perfect. I'm glad you came to me. Something along those lines, however you speak. Me, I'm pretty blunt with it. I'm just like, gotta hear from you, you know? So, and that's probably why we connect because we're both blunt people. But yeah, yeah, guys, listen. So, uh, and that's something that I do a lot, Aaron, is I'm always kind of like translating or like actionable takeaways. So, you guys, the very first thing I think disarm them and also talk about like how we're saying, like, meet where you're at. Aaron, I'm so glad you got a hold of me today because I want to help figure this out for you. And I think that instantly brings you to exactly where they're at, right? And you automatically come up alongside them, that vernacular. And it's also disarming. It feels disarming because who doesn't want to be told, oh, I'm so glad we got to talk today, right? Right. And that's the entire premise, right? This isn't mind tricks. This isn't manipulation. (laughs) I have a feeling if you're doing what you love, then you are happy to talk to someone. So Mm -hmm. let's make sure that we're not trying to get I think where a lot of people in sales, they have this misconception where they have to mislead, but honestly, or, or have all these tricks or manipulations, or as you mentioned in, in the intro, how I had sales psychology. The reason I was so interested in sales psychology is because I didn't understand people. More importantly, I didn't understand myself as much until mm-hmm. I went through that process. 
And so it wasn't about manipulation. It was simply about meeting people where they're at. I mean, it kind of ties in because it, it helps me understand people a little bit better. If that's an edge, then so be it. But let's be honest about it. You are happy to talk to them. They are calling your business. That's fantastic. And we don't need to bog them down with a bunch of details. What that person told you is, hey, this is an emergency thing. I need to get this done. I need someone that can, is trustworthy and, and provide a solution so I can go off. I've had my plenty of condolences, maybe towards the end of the call. And by the way, I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. I'm glad we could take care of this for you today. I'll have someone out on this date, that date. Boom, it's done. They're off. Out of sight, out of mind. It's over with. That's the point. We met them there. And, and so it's not a trick. It's not a trick. Yeah, I love it. And so let's take it a step further because I'm pretty sure my listeners are also wondering, well, that's great because they told you where to meet them, right? But what mm-hmm. if someone just calls up and they go, Hey, how much do you cost? As you guys have heard me say many a times, you're not going to call someone up and say, yo, tell me why you're the best in the business. Like, the thing right. Happened, right? It's just, that's not what we say. And I think a lot of people get intimidated by, hey, how much do you cost? Because they feel like they're ignoring the question if they don't just come right back with a cost answer, right? But so yeah, right. when that's probably the most important phone call or email or text message that we get, How can you then apply what we're talking about today, meet them where they're at off of just that opening? Well, how would you do that? You know where they're at. So again, you're meeting them where they're at. So they're not telling you explicitly how to sell them. That's a whole different topic. And that fortunately and unfortunately for that customer, hypothetically, I mean, it's a terrible situation. In a situation like this, think about yourself as being the average customer. When you call a business, what is it that you have to ask? I mean, I know that you do dog sitting. I mean, that's why I'm calling you. What else can I ask you, right? Oh, you tell me. So when did you guys get started? What's your average revenue for the year? They're not going to ask me those questions. <laughs> the only question that they can actually ask is how much because that starts the conversation. And so I think new salespeople specifically, they always get hung up on price. It always seems to be price. And, and when I used to manage like car dealerships or when I was in uh, training telemarketing and sales and all that stuff, it was always, they always got hung up on price. And it's only because the customer can only meet you there Because a simple transaction is they're going to be paying for something that they're looking for. They're calling you for it. But do they actually know what they need or want? That's where you come in. And so for me to figure out where that person's at, the first question, of course, they're going to ask is how much you cost. But the first question I'm going to ask is a series of particulars, right? What brought you to me today? Is there a specific event? Is it a reoccurring thing that you need? What kind of services are you looking for? Do you have any experience in the past? I'm going to ask all these questions, right? So have they used somebody before? Well, I need to do a little education if they have it. And if they had, I probably need to find out why they're not using them anymore, right? So I can start asking these questions so I can understand and fit exactly what it is that I do because the price is going to be irrelevant if I solve their problems, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. And the price is really, if you look up studies, when they ask customers post-sale, they say, how important is price? Out of like 10, it's usually anywhere from four to eight. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't the first one. Yeah. And so why do I want to place the focus on something that on average is four and eighth out of 10 in rank and importance to customers. Now, obviously you can't be completely price crazy from your competition, but most likely you're not going to be, right? Because that's the beauty of open markets. It all adjusts as it should be, but you're going to have to set yourself apart. And I hate to bring up a card business again, it's terrible, but anyone can go buy a gold Camry from the one of nine Toyota dealerships around the area here. What's going to make that dealership different? What's going to make that salesperson different? And it's going to be the conversation and questions and meeting the customer where they're at and solving their problems, even if they don't know they have them. Yeah, it's such a good point, all of it. And I think if you can focus your energies on that, 
you have to ask the questions to meet them where they're at, right? You have to understand if that's a busy mom who needs to get something happening for her dog because her kids are now in three sports all on different sides of town and the dog's going to pee in the house if it doesn't get that relief, right? Or she is in charge of figuring out, or he, the vacation, right? And they need to get this problem solved. They need to get it checked off their list. They don't want extra homework. But at the same time, they're not necessarily just looking for the cheapest thing out there. And you also, of course, don't want to be the cheapest thing out there. And that's all pricing strategy, which will be another conversation. But you know, to get them to, to understand, you have to meet them where they're at, but they're not going to tell you where they're at. So those, those questions that Aaron was just saying are going to be really important. So Aaron, you've trained droves of people before. How does someone get past feeling like they're prying though, right? Like, and feeling like, okay, you asked me how much, I don't actually answer you. But what I do is I start asking you questions. And now I feel like I am prying or now I feel like I'm ignoring you and I'm not giving you what you want. So how can I get through, as you mentioned before, my own psychology of it, to feel like, no, what I'm doing is good. And like, how do I foster that situation? First of all, what you want to do is remember why you started the business in the first place, right? So why did you start the business in the first place? I mean, we can talk about it on an individual basis with a customer and there's ways to handle it and roll through objections and all those things. But let's break it down to the core for one second. Why did you start your business? I mean, I I have to imagine you had some form of passion for it. And so if you have some, some form of passion for it, you mean to tell me you've never actually had a conversation with a stranger about what you do? Of course you have. What, what happens is you have a mental block where it turns into just a friendly conversation with a friend or about a passion or something that you love. And you mentally turn it into, oh, no, see, I got to try to sell these people. And what if they say no and all these things? It's like, have the conversation you have with your friends or family that you've had about the business. You can have that same conversation about anything. And it's, it, that's really all it boils down to. Most importantly, they called you. They're asking you to sell them. They called you. So remember why you loved your job to begin with. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it's a whole lot easier to speak to someone on an interpersonal level if it's something that you care about and that you know about and that you're competent, right? Mm -hmm. You created the business. You better be competent. Let's hope so. And if you're watching this podcast, my guess is you are. (laughs) So you're going to be competent. You're going to be wanting to do what you want to do. You're obviously seeking out more knowledge than just an average person saying, well, if I just post it here, I'll be fine. So why can't you capture that and talk about that with the customer? Mm -hmm. Sure, they may be busy. That's no problem. But are you really servicing them or helping them in any way? If they're like, no, no, I just want pricing. I'm off the phone. Well, that tells me there was a bad experience there. I better slow it way down, right? We need to have a conversation. But that's not prying. You're not asking them for their bank account information yet, maybe. You're not asking them for you know how they like your steak. You're simply having a conversation about what their needs are in that specific moment. That's not prying. They will give you that information. Just talk to them. Metaphorically, sit down next to them and have a conversation. That is the sales pitch in itself. That it is. Just have a conversation. I love that. That's a really good nugget, Aaron. And I hope you guys picked up on that. It's talk to them like you would talk to them as if you were just telling someone about what you do, right? And you're having a conversation about how you can actually help solve problems with their dogs. And the most important one is that they called you guys. You're not going and banging on a door and interrupting their dinner to try to get them to, you know, buy your thing. They literally called you like they want to know you have a captive audience and chances are they may or may not have already also saw it on your website, but they're calling to get verification from you. They're calling to make sure that that is truth 
that there is someone on the other side of the phone that is just as excited to come and help them as they are potentially excited that they might have had their problem solved. Erin, I want to kind of like segue a little bit into what are your thoughts on like the whole, you know, in this business, sometimes people will text us and sometimes they will email us or sometimes they'll submit a form online and very often or getting least often is people will actually call us, right? Just because of the way, you know, the world is. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on any of that? Or if like we should try to get them on the phone or we should keep it an email or like how can we meet someone where they're at, where it's such a, if it's not a conversation on the phone, like, does that change anything? So let's think about maybe why they're going through social media. Number one, yes, it's all interconnected. It's a whole lot easier. Number two, they may not have time at that moment to have a conversation. Therefore, they can't call. Maybe they're riding in a car. Maybe they're waiting for an Uber. Maybe they're doing a lot of things that they can't have that conversation right now. I don't necessarily think that they're doing that just so they can get the information through email and not talk to you. And so I think that the first thing that you need to do is try to set up an appointment. And I think most importantly, instead of asking them when they're available, tell them when you are. Okay. So I actually have some time this afternoon to go through this because it's a whole lot more and your pet is more important to you and us than just a simple email. I'd like to talk to you. If I could just take five minutes of your time, I do have available this afternoon between three and four, or I do have tomorrow morning between 10 and 11 for a quick consultation, five or 10 minute call, which one works better for you. Now that's a whole lot to remember. I'll break all that down, but most importantly, I want to get them on the phone. Uh, for a few reasons, uh, going back and forth in email, it never really works in sales. It doesn't work with any other kind of face-to-face sales. And it certainly, I don't believe it would work here. I mean, obviously, you're, uh, hopefully your website has, you know, people could just set up appointments automatically and they can just set up your services automatically. Sure, that's great. But if they're sending you an email of questions, they probably can't talk to you on the phone at that moment. But that's when you can take control of that conversation and set times that would work best for them. However, only giving them a couple options. That's the psychology part that's going to come out. Because it is kind of a soft close, right? And you, I'm sure you talk about trial closes in the, in the future. Maybe if you have me on, we can talk about those in the future. But what you're doing is, again, you're not having to make those people make all those decisions. You're actually helping them make the decision at that point. And so I think most importantly is to try to get them on the phone. I know that's a long answer, but I wanted you to kind of visualize what that looks like and just understand where they're coming from. Like, I think so many times we're just reactive. We just want to answer their questions and that's it because we think we're doing them the the justice. Think about what they're telling you, why they're telling you that way, why they're sending you an email versus a phone call. And then how can you really convey the excitement or what you can really do through an email? You can't. That's a really long email. And I'll be honest with you. It's hard for me to read long emails. I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you a scan few them, words. Right? You don't even read oh, them. You just scan. Yeah, I just speed read. I'm just like, okay, yeah. bullet points, I'm done. I'm not going to get anything transferred. I'm not going to get any excitement. I'm not going to get any empathy or passion through there at all. I mean, hmm. we can try, but you just need to get them on the phone. Five or 10 minutes, I think it'd go a whole lot further. I think you see your closing ratios go way up. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of times people just answer it and then they put it out there and then they, they're like, let me know. I always say yeah. the word, let me know is like putting a bullet to your head and just killing yourself because right. it's just, it just ends it all. Right. Something right. came in my head, Aaron, while you were just talking about that and you were talking about social media or they're texting you or like it's an Uber or like whatever it might be. And guys, we have access to so many different things on social or in the DMS or on text message that I think that if you just, and this is a little bit marketing maybe, but like got a little bit disrupted for a second and just sent them an audio note so they could hear your voice. Or if you're daring enough, a 10 second video clip that just goes, Hey, I'm so glad that you just texted me, but I know that you're probably busy right now. So 
can we get on the phone today at five between three, you know, whatever it was that you just said, yeah. imagine the impact that it's going to have happen. Like Huge. when people can see and hear, or even listen to like how you're feeling, it's, they're going to be like, Whoa, this company cares. You're probably going to get that trial closed. Like Aaron was just saying even more so than just a text message back. Right. And then they're going to be even more excited and they could picture you or they could feel you before they even get on the call. Yep. And once you're on the call, now they know what you look like, right? And that's a very, very, very good point. And it really works for what you guys do. You know, in the bigger ticket sales, things like that, I don't know how that would logistically that would work but for what you do. My goodness, what's more personal than your pet? And what's more personal than a quick five, 10 second clip of a response? Heck, if you have a pet in your oh. area, grab it and have it on camera with you while you say, oh. that, you know, yeah. I yeah, mean, guys, quick. just these are tiny little things. And what you're doing is I think you're inviting them to find out and tell you more about where they are at so that you can meet them there so that you can empathize with them so that you can understand this is a busy mom. She doesn't need extra homework. She doesn't need extra things to do. She definitely does not need email with instructions on how to sign up with you. So you've heard me say this before. Please don't do that. Please. Okay. I'm trying so hard not to keep going like further or out. And I want to keep it this like really simple right here. And I'm having a hard time keeping these blinders on, Aaron. I do have one more point. And so yeah. we're talking about fear of sales or prying and so on and so forth. Think about when you go to a restaurant, you have two different types of servers that you'll get. One just runs down. They're barely interested. They refill your drinks. Maybe they're in and out. Maybe you prefer that you want to talk to them. But I can tell you, even from over the past weekend of how frustrating that can be, where it seems like I'm having to make all these decisions and you're not very pleasant at all versus somebody that came up and says, oh my gosh, if I had to make a recommendation out of that five page menu there, it would probably be this or that. I love them both. I don't know what kind of things you like. And real quick, uh, here's our drink specials. And I like this drink a lot. It's up to you what you want. If you know what you want, great. That's fine. I am going to interact with that person a whole lot more than just the person says, okay, here's your stuff. Bye. That is what responding to emails is. Hi, hi, here's my stuff. Bye. You're not capturing anybody's attention at that point. Mm -hmm. So Shoot, and even in emails, you can send a quick video in emails too. Bonjourno.com, yeah. you guys, you can do it for free. And you just send like, hey, I'm so glad that you just emailed me and I'm going to do a longer response right now. But I just want to say hi and tell you this is who I am. Guys, you literally could do that, download it, and you could upload it every single time. And they could think that you just did it for them. Like you want to talk about sales and meeting them where they're at. Now they're like, okay, I know I can trust you just a little bit more than I did before I emailed you or before I called you. Erin, you said something about a trial close. And I'm pretty sure that we have never talked about that before. So could you maybe come back on and talk about that next week? I can. Yes. So we could talk about handling objections. Yes. What would be your final takeaways? If they, you know, are totally overwhelmed or just, you know, got distracted by a dog they were walking or whatever on this podcast, what is the one thing that you want them to take away from what we just said today? So again, just like in the beginning, you know, I know what it's like to be anxious or nervous or not wanting to pry or feeling like, you know, you don't want to be a salesperson. Just remember, have a conversation like you're having with a friend or a family member and remember why you started your business to begin with. If you bring passion, and you can talk to them about the reasons of why you believe that this industry was for you and why you chose to do it. And if you can remember and know that you're competent in what you're doing, then that's really your biggest step. Because when you talk to anybody, you're competent. You already know what you're, you know what you're talking about. That's going to bring your confidence. I think that's going to bring your confidence more than everything else. Just don't forget why you did this to begin with. 
that's what I would take away from it to get rid of that anxiety and then meeting people where they're at. It helps you to do so. Such great advice, people. That is Aaron Miller and he will be back next week. Well, we're going to talk all about how to do a trial close and objections and basically getting that client to the yes, because right now, hopefully you are feeling a little bit more confident and we're going to try out some of these techniques in the next week or so. And I want to hear from you. I want you to tag me on social. I want you to email me. I want you to message me. I want you to say, oh my gosh, I use that one phrase. I'm just so glad I got a hold of you today, or I'm so glad you got a hold of me today right? Or I I tried, went outside my comfort zone and sent a video or sent an audio or something like that to level up your stuff. Go outside of your comfort zone. Guys, I'm not going to tell you anything to do that you're going to fall flat on your face. I'm telling you, this is going to work. It's going to work. And I can't wait to like amplify you when you tell me it does work. And I'm going to be like, look at this. This is amazing. Like I always do. So anyways, we will be back next week. We're going to talk more about getting them to yes. And that trial close that he was saying, what is a trial close? Stay tuned next week. Guys, this has been another episode of Bella in your business. Don't forget that when life gets you down to always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.